0: You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 97 interview with my good friend and fellow life coach, Kimberly Lee. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish, I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years, and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, Is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women. Do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 all my friends in podcast land. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm super excited about today's podcast. So I want to say in like 2017, 2018, I started to learn about thought work and I feel like I had a friend who she and I kind of discovered it together and, um, and we kind of would talk about like, wait, is this real? Like, can we really just change the way we think about some things and literally our life changes. We didn't really know if that was real or not, but we were like discovering it. So I invited that friend today. I thought it'd be fascinating to talk to her and you're going to love her story. So my friend and, um, fellow life coach, Kimberly Lee, is on the podcast
1: with me today. Hi, Kimberly. Hey, thanks for having me. This is so fun and exciting.
0: I know it is fun. And I've had so much fun thinking back on our kind of our journey to find life coaching and not just life coaching, but first thought work. Cause we never thought we were going to actually be life coaches. When we right. We were discovered. just kind of
1: trying to pick up bits and pieces, right?
0: Yeah. And well, we just, well, we knew we were kind of a mess
1: Oh yeah. I was for sure a hot mess.
0: (laughs) And and then when we started finding like the principles of basically what the life coach school teaches and the principle is, you know, your thoughts is actually creating the reality in your life. Mm -hmm. We started kind of dabbling in that and practicing that and thinking, can this really change things? And so I would love everyone to, for you to tell everyone about like what your kind of your story, what your life looked like when you discovered thought work because your story is pretty. I mean, you guys are going to be a little bit in awe of Kimberly's life today. (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) Kimberly will never admit that. And she'll never say that she's somewhat of a superhero. She will not Mm. ever talk like that, but her, um, I just want her to tell her story today of kind of the lot that God's given her.
1: Yeah. Well, Okay, so first let's go back to a little bit deeper dive into Trish and I's relationship because I can say that I maybe have a handful of people in my life that I consider my earth angels and Trish is for sure one of them. Mm -hmm. So when she says we were a hot mess, really I was just a hot mess and she was like lifting me up by my bootstraps trying to keep me going. She was my person that like I could cry and scream and and be my 100% authentic self around. And she just would love me through all of it. So I met Trish in 2012 when I married my second husband and moved into the same neighborhood she was living in. And we're both members of the LDS faith. And so we became friends at that point, but she just really showed up for me in my world when I had my um, daughter, Jocelyn, who was diagnosed with, um, brain, small vessel disease with stroke. Um, and it took a long time to actually get to that diagnosis. But while we were going through trying to find the diagnosis and she was hospitalized and going through all kinds of testing, Trish would show up and bring me sushi into the hospital and sit and visit with me and just love me through that. And then when I had my Caden who, um, I actually had to move to Houston for him to be born (laughs) and, um, and I'll tell you more about his situation in a minute, but Trish was my person that after he was born, not only did she come down and see me during that time that I had to live down there um, for him while he was at Texas Children's Hospital, because um, we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, you know, it's a nice four to five-hour drive down there. She also would drive me back to Houston with Caden for appointments. And... So you talk about a friend who like goes above and beyond in support and love and and genuine care and concern that is Trish. So it doesn't shock me at all that she has made uh, the being a life coach is just absolutely perfect for who she is and, and what she is in her, in the world that she's giving this gift to so many people now is such a huge blessing. So Trish, thank you for being one of my earth angels and I love and adore you more than I could ever express.
0: Well, I have to reply to that a little bit. So Kimberly has this world where she's got these special needs kids and she can't let everyone in her world. Right. Like when Caden was born, he, um, the risk of illness was so you'll understand when she tells a story, he could not be sick. And so it was always such an honor for me that I got to be one of the friends that got to be in your world. Yeah. Like that just always felt like such a gift to me.
1: Oh, it was such a gift to me. She would come and hold him so that I could have a shower people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And I loved every second of it, every second of that. Like, and Mm. sometimes I've, I even felt like over the years I've missed you because you haven't like, you know, you have your world all set up now for how you need it to run with these sweet kids. And you, you know, you're not in that um survival mode anymore. Right. You no, know? right. And so, and so, you know, I don't, we're not, we don't cross paths as much. So this is going to be really fun today.
1: Yeah. No, this <laughs> is wonderful. Okay. So I found coaching um when Trisha and I were on our drives back and forth and she started sharing some of these concepts that she was hearing um from Jody Moore in the Life Coach School. And she started sharing podcasts with me. Um And that was kind of when my world started to change. So let me set my world up for you now. So I actually have four children, two from my first marriage and two from, um, my marriage now, and, uh, all four of them have a medical diagnosis or are considered special needs. Um, my oldest is ADHD and suffers from severe anxiety and she's 21 years old. Now my second, uh, is 18 years old. He's a boy who has a condition called nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. It's a kidney disease, um, where he lives in a constant state of dehydration. And so he was hospitalized quite a bit as a young child and he has a better handle on it. Now he's thriving and living a really happy, wonderful, healthy life. Um, and then I have my Jocelyn who will be eight in April, and she's the one that I was telling you has brain, small vessel disease with stroke. So this, um, the side effects of that, are, um, you know, significant brain damage. She is also epileptic causes her to have seizures and those have kind of been in control on and off, but we still struggle to find, you know, the right medication doses and stuff to keep her seizures under control, but she's severely developmentally delayed and autistic. And so she requires 24 seven, um, care and we have to watch her to keep her safe. You know, she kind of operates at about a two to three-year-old concept level. Um, but she just is light and joy and just pure goodness. And we are so blessed to have her in our world. So then I have Caden, who is four years old. And he, when he was 20, at my 20-week ultrasound appointment, when I was pregnant with him, we found out that he had a mass growing on his neck which we later came to find out is a lymphatic malformation of the head and neck. And they told me that he would likely die in utero. And um, if he did make it to be born, there was a high chance that we would both die trying to bring him into the world because this mass would continue to grow so big that they just wouldn't even be able to get him out of me. Um, So that was why I had to go to Houston to have him because there wasn't the medical care and attention that we would both need to bring him into the world if he was going to survive. So, um, you know he uh, he did make it. We both made it through. Um, me a very challenging surgery bringing him into the world, and then when he was five days old, he had to have a massive resection surgery. Um, he had a huge tumor growing, kind of like a giant beard off of his chin down onto his chest, and so he had to have that resected and. He is um, has a tracheostomy to breathe, and he also has a G tube because he has um, a very enlarged tongue with this condition, and so he can't um, adequately hydrate himself, and so he has to have a G tube for hydration. But he is actually eating really well at this point in his life um, orally, and um, so yeah, I have a lot of medical kids, and with a lot of medical kids come a lot of challenges, and um when I had Kaden, I was just felt such a victim to my life I was like okay I have Jocelyn who already requires all this time and attention and now you're going to give me Kaden, who I can't do all of this this is too hard this is too much and I just fell into this massive victimhood of my life that my life is too hard
0: well and as and, your friends we all agree we're like oh, <laughs> oh my gosh how is Kimberly going to do this? This is too much <laughs> for one human. Like, I was mad at God for a while for you. I'm yeah. Like, what in the world? Right. Like, Cause we had all literally just almost, we were holding our breaths trying to figure out what was wrong with Jocelyn. Like, oh, yeah. She, they were having, she was having seizures and no one knew why. And that went on for yeah. so long. Yeah. And then you were pregnant with Kaden. And I feel like, I feel like you were just finally getting a little bit of answers while you in this pregnancy. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that about yeah. the timing? And then I, I'll never forget the phone call when you said, can you come to my house? And it's the day you had that ultrasound. Yeah. And they're telling you, and he's probably not going to make it. I mean, I'm like, yeah, what human can have the law? So, <laughs> So you were feeling that, but we were all feeling very much feeling that with you. Like, it just felt <laughs> like, this is like, he's messing up.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this is not humanly possible for someone yeah. to do all of this. And, yeah. and I even had, like, she says, I had great friends and great support, but it just was all like too much. And it all
0: fell on you. Like, re- like literally, like, we're yeah, like, truly. To, like, so help and support, but you're the one that like, I remember when I would come hold Kate in one day and you said, I have not slept in two months. I've not really yeah. ever slept. And I'm like, how are you standing? She's like, Jesus. It's just, oh, Jesus. for real,
1: 100%. I'm hundred percent.
0: Like this was like her full survival mode where literally like she, he had to be suctioned all the time. Like his, his throat was all nothing drained, like your children's throats drain. So it has to be taken out. So she would always be suctioning or always, he needed constant care.
1: Yeah. And so did Jocelyn. And so the only reprieve we had was when she was at her therapy, she goes to ABA therapy every day. But at that point she was only going for like three hours a day. Mm -hmm. And so it just was like trying to keep both of these kids alive. Just, it felt super impossible.
0: (laughs) Well, and even just like, okay, I have to keep my children alive. And then I have to navigate the medical system.
1: And I have to try to live.
0: I remember sitting, (laughs) like I've come over, I'm supposed to be there so you can shower and you wouldn't even shower. You would just be on the phone with medical people trying to navigate. Like no one's doing it for your kids. Like you have to do all that.
1: Yeah, it's like running a business too. When you have medically fragile kids, you have to also run the business of all of their appointments, of all of the supplies that they need. When you have two tubes sticking into your body for your life, a trach and a G tube, you, you can't even imagine the supplies. Like Trish, you can sit in my room and it was like stacked from floor to ceiling with supplies, medical supplies for the month to try and take care of him and these stomas that you know had to be cared for and um yeah, so it was a lot. And you're not a nurse, like
0: you're not. literally learning as you go and trying to figure yes. it out and like literally feeling like how do I like keep Caden alive? And then also that was a concern for Jocelyn too, because she can't be left alone for two seconds.
1: Right. Yeah. And then I have these older kids who I'm like, well, I and guess I'm not their mom anymore. And I'm not te- they were teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Teenagers. Imagine <laughs> doing all this. And then it's like, and I have teenagers. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And my marriage. I mean, like, why don't that? I did not have a marriage? Like my marriage completely fell by the wayside. Like, you know, and we can can go into that side of things as well. But, you know, it just, it was a lot. And, you know, here I had like, this, here's
0: this podcast.
1: <laughs> Kimberly, you just have to change the way you're thinking about it. <laughs> Right. It's funny now because I was like, no, I'm a victim to my life. And I have a really hard, really hard medical kids. I have a really hard marriage because I didn't was looking at things like I didn't have a partner. God didn't even give me a partner that was capable of helping me with any of this, is what it felt like at that point in my world. And yeah, it was all just really, really challenging, very hard. And, And like you said, I don't even know how I, physically survived that or how I had any of the mental capacity to do what I had to do to keep them alive it a hundred percent I can look back was miraculous and God's power and in my world a hundred percent I know that for sure
0: yeah so yeah. so tell tell me kind of a little bit so you started listening to podcasts a little bit you're like oh, yep. just listen to this podcast percent whatever
1: uh-huh <laughs> yep
0: and so tell me yeah. kind of how like life is hard and then you're starting to like listen to podcasts. Tell, tell everybody what happens from there.
1: Okay. So I actually have like a very clear moment of when my thinking shifted and I feel like it had, it was building and building from listening to these podcasts and being very intrigued by this idea that our thoughts create our outcomes in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, all of a sudden had this like wake up moment of that, that was true for me too, even in the circumstances that I was in with as challenging as my life was, that it was all how I was choosing to think about it, you know, because when now I can, you know, look back and see, where I was and have so much compassion for who I was and what I was going through and that I was hundred percent doing the best that I could. But I also can see that choosing to be a victim to the circumstances that God gave me was making my life harder and not easier or better. And it was truly amazing when I started looking at myself and not how the medical world should show up better. It's corrupt and things are wrong. And if only if it ran better, my life would be easier. And if my husband was more capable and would show up and help me in these ways, then it would be better. And if my family, you know, would show up for me in ways that they haven't in my life, then it would be better. And I was so focused on how, if my outside circumstances would change, my life would be better. That I just was staying in such a victim place. But when I started to think about how, if I took accountability for everything in my life, what would that look like? And realize that I actually had already been doing that. I just had added this layer of resentment and victimhood on top of it. I was like, what if I just take all of that off and I just see how I'm the hero in this story and how I'm keeping these kids alive and I'm doing this amazing work. Everything changed. I was like, I saw my kids as these beautiful, magical people that they are. I was like, I'm the lucky one. I'm the blessed one to have these kids and have these experiences in my life. And God trusted me enough to be able to do this. And not only that, but then he gave me the strength and the ability, even when I was so clouded in victimhood and judgment of my life. He still even showed up for me then to give me everything that I needed. I've always had everything I needed to take care of them. But my life became beautiful and magical and amazing in so many ways. When I just took all of that victimy. my life is so hard, everything is challenging, blaming everyone else, when I just removed all of that, I was breathing and living and enjoying my life. I had peace and clarity and so much joy that I had never experienced. It was truly a miracle in my life.
0: Yeah. And none of your circumstances changed.
1: Not a single circumstance. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up filing for a divorce from my husband after I found thought work, as I was trying to figure out still you know, we want to change our circumstances. We want to change our circumstances. You know, we still hold tight to that. It's even, it's even still hard to change those things, but you know, as I continued this work and really started on deeper levels, taking more and more accountability for my role in my life and what I was creating, it all changed. And
0: well, I even remember you wanting to have the circumstance of your kids change. Like, I remember you with Caden, you really had this goal in mind that his, um, was it, I can't remember which piece, if it was his, the tube or the, his throat, well, both
1: his trach and his G tube. I would, I was, I was like, we got it. We're going to get rid of these.
0: Yeah. You're like, you know, progress meant we're going to be, he's going to elevate and we're not going to need these anymore. And right. Like you were like waiting to almost exhale until we got to that point. And I remember right. you telling me one day going. Oh, I just kept thinking that was going to make me feel better, but I don't have to, like, he can have that for the rest of his life if he has to have it. Like, I don't, that's, we're still making progress, even if he has everything attached to him. Right. Even that, like, like we literally just think if everything around us would behave and do what I needed to do,
1: mm-hmm. my life. Would and be I better. would feel better. No, I, when I realized I can feel good right now and nothing has to change. It was like the greatest gift I had ever been given. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you get all your power back.
0: Yes. You were never, you never had the power to change your husband. You never had the power to, you know, have your kids have these miracles or then we're fine now. Right. <laughs> like exactly. You don't get to control family. You don't get to control the medical industry. Like there, none of that is in your control, but you 100% yeah. got your power back. Like, Oh, my reality is we'll tell everybody what your favorite saying
1: is. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: I know that is it right there, people. I mean, if we're really managing our minds and not just being at the mercy of the thoughts that the lower brain throws up all day long, Mm -hmm. you know, when we really can manage our thoughts, it changes your whole life.
0: Yeah. And I've noticed too, that, you know, I, cause I think even as life coaches now, we, sometimes my lower brain shows up and runs the show. And even as a life coach, yep. I need another coach to go, okay, well, and like almost take it out of my brain and have me look at it and go, yes. oh, oh, oh,
1: now I see. Yes. <laughs> you know, I have a coach. You have a coach. We yeah, need them. I still
0: want my circumstances sometimes to make me feel better. And I have to, you know, really go in and have that look at that. And, you know, coach my brain, you know? Yeah. So that still happens. So tell, I think that we're going to have people who are listening, who are in the similar circumstance where you're saying, you know, I filed for divorce. Tell us more about that. So you're not divorced today. So how is no. that Husband's still husband? So he is. how in the world did you figure navigate that? Because a lot of people with special needs,
1: kids, marriages don't make it. Right. You don't know that. Well, it just felt like, it felt like these were my thoughts. Okay. Creating these feelings that he was making my life harder because he wasn't doing things my way. He wasn't caring for these kids the way I thought they should be cared for. And it was, you know, all in my own head, I was thinking that he should be different than he is so that my life could be better and easier. And you know, so I did Here's a lot manual, of work.
0: Here's there you manual. go. <laughs> yep. And he is not reading that big manual.
1: No, no. So- and everybody was agreeing with me. Everybody was telling me, you're right. You know, cause I was getting all gathering all this evidence. I was so focused on how he should be different. And so my brain just mm-hmm. kept offering me evidence and evidence and evidence of what, how that was true until one day I just went, no, like he gets to uh, God sent these kids to him too and this is, what is how it's meant to be. Me telling myself it should be different every day is just creating misery for me. So yeah. how about we stop that and we start looking for evidence of how he's the perfect father for them?
0: Mm.
1: And can I just tell you, I fell in love with him all over again, watching for the first time in my life for evidence of why he was the perfect father for these children do I still have my brain offer me how he's doing things wrong all the time? hundred percent, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's part of being a human. However, I have retrained my brain to see all of the ways that he is the best partner for me and the best father for these kids.
0: Yeah. So, And, and what's so powerful about that is like, Cause you, you still could have filed for divorce. You could have showed up in love and done all those things and then still made a decision that maybe I don't want to be married, but making that decision from a place of love and awareness and complete acceptance of him instead yeah. of I have to divorce you because you're not who I want you to be.
1: Right. Yeah. So different. That's like a hundred. Yeah. Right. For sure.
0: So, <clears throat> tell, so let's go to life today. So what is life like today? Cause Caden, how old's Caden now? Five?
1: Caden's four? Four. four. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll be five this summer in June. Okay. So he's in the, it just feels like a miracle. I know it really is a miracle. It yes. really is. But so, yeah, he is, um, in the early childhood special education program, um, at the local elementary school and thriving. He is so social. Like he loves stance dance and he is just, he has so much more personality than any kid I've ever met in my life. Like he just That's is so, so much fun. He really is so much fun and I just love and adore him. And he, um, like you said, we were kind of in that thick of survival mode those first several months, but we did find, um, private duty nurses that come in and care for him. He actually has around the clock nursing care. And so he always has someone making sure that he's safe and healthy because he has a trach, he's considered to have a critical airway. So if his trach comes out, obviously that's life-threatening for him. Mm -hmm. And that's why he has a nurse that needs to take care of him around the clock. And that's why it was so challenging for me in the beginning, because I was that person that had to keep him alive until we had nursing care in place for him. So he does have a nurse that's with him at school and at home around the clock. and he. Um, just is thriving and doing really well. He has another procedure coming up probably next month, and we're still working on helping him have the highest quality of life that he can have while accepting that he is who he is and he has the challenges that he has. And, you know, this will always be a part of his world. So we're just learning and loving him through it. And so, and then Jocelyn, she actually is going to therapy for, Um, six hours a day now so she's it's kind of like going to school for her where she has goals that she has to meet and and it gives me the time and opportunity to fill one of the passions that I have now of being a life coach and helping other families you know navigate this very challenging world of having special needs children and medically fragile people in our world that need this high level of care and so then my son, Judson is, you know, he's 18 and he's actually serving a service mission for our church right now. And so he's home. Um, and that has been an amazing blessing in my life to get to be a missionary mom of a child who is serving while living at home. Like, has to be so, so great. it's so amazing. It's such a huge blessing in my life. Like I am loving watching who he's becoming on his mission firsthand. Like it's every mom's dream. I think every missionary mom's dream. And then my, yeah, my oldest, uh, Brianna is 21. She's married. She's living in Utah with her husband and they are just happy and doing really well. And, and uh, yeah, life is just 50, 50. I actually had Trish on my podcast um, when I first started my podcast. She's in one of the first few episodes and, and uh, we talk about how life is 50, 50. It still is, you know, life is really challenging and it's also just, so magical and amazing. And I'm, I'm just loving it every day. It seems like the good and the bad. I've just leaned in and accepted all of it. This is my beautiful, amazing, hot mess of a life. And we're just (laughs) doing it, doing it big.
0: Well, what I love is that, because I think in coaching, we're like, yeah, these principles work, but not really for this sometimes. Like, like, I don't know, your life really is hard because you have, you know, all these medically needy kids, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or I I feel like, oh no, people really don't think you should be fat. Like that is like, don't be managing your mind about that, managing your mind. You should manage your mind to lose weight. Like, right, right like, or, you know, my sister was just on the podcast and it was, she's single in her thirties and she's like, Oh no, but everyone can agree. Married is better than single. So I think we sometimes think whatever we're struggling with coaching, isn't really going to work for that thing. And sometimes we all agree with that. Like, no, that is really hard. So I love that you are now like you, I feel like you felt very called to coach.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It, it was funny because I was in therapy while I was trying to figure out if I was going to stay married or get a divorce or whatever. And I was finding this work and really starting to utilize it in my life and really working on becoming the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and sharing with him in my sessions, everything that I was learning about life coaching. And he asked me one day, so is that what you want to do? do you want to be a life coach? And I was like, Oh no, no, not me. (laughs) I couldn't be a life coach, you know, but it was funny because he planted that seed. And all of a sudden I had this swelling inside of me, like, Oh no, now that you know, this is your calling. Yeah. Like you have to go help other families that have been where you are. See the light and come through that fog and that misery to a life where they can love, love their life every day instead of dread waking up every day.
0: Yeah. Instead of the victim being the victim to it. Right. So right. Powerful, super yeah. powerful. Well, I know that people are going to listen to you today and well, let's, did we talk enough about what your life's like today? I think we did.
1: Yeah, well, let me tell you, though, um, you know, I know I told you guys that, you know, Trish is one of my earth angels, but she has helped me so much in becoming the coach that I am because your physical health and well-being is so important when you're a caregiver at the level that I am a caregiver to my children and learning so much from what, what Trish says about our health and living by the word of wisdom has even allowed not only me to have a renewed level of physical health and energy but it helps me provide those kind that kind of guidance to my families that are in such need of self-care and physical health and well-being that that's a part of what we look at is how are you taking care of your physical body and you know i do have the opportunity to share with them how you know uh I eat very little dairy and meat now. Like I can definitely say I eat it sparingly because I've been able to see the benefits of what Trish teaches in, in loving our bodies and taking really good care of them from a place of love. So that has really helped me deal with the parents that I coach and help. And, you know, so I'm I'm so grateful that.
0: I'm sure those parents you coach are not even, that's not even on their radar because they're not even probably eating consistently.
1: Right. And when they come to me, they're like, tell me how to feel better about my kids being the way they are. Mm
0: -hmm. Right.
1: And accept my life. But that really actually is not even where we begin. We have to start with how are you being okay every day? How are you, you know, what are you doing for you to take care of you? So that you can be present in their lives. You know, like I said, I was just, I wasn't like even enjoying my kids. Of course, I loved them. And I got up every day to care for them out of that love. But I wasn't like present in their world because I was just trying to survive. And so I'm able to help them see how when you take care of yourself first, even when that means simultaneously with caring for children, it can happen. And when you take care of you, you all of a sudden can become present in your child's life and create that relationship that you didn't think was possible because you know, you you feel like you have to be a caregiver and you can't be a caregiver and a mom. You know, yeah. you kind of get have to become the nurse. But it absolutely is possible, and it starts by taking care of you physically, mentally, spiritually, in all of those ways. You know, just, it's, it's pretty amazing to have that.
0: One of the things that I've taught many breathe members that show up, because they think they come into breathe and that they are going to work on their body and whatever, but, and we do, but all the other stuff comes up and a lot, I've coached a lot of moms about the relationships with their kids. And on a regular basis, it's 80% of helping your kid. And that relationship with your kid is you working on you. Yes. It's here 20%. It's like you setting boundaries and you doing all that stuff. But 80% is you taking care of you and you helping you and you getting real cleaned up. Yep. That completely helps your child. So it's, of course, you're going to be teaching your parents that.
1: Yeah. I'd say the best gift you can give your child is a healthy parent, like healthy mom, a healthy dad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's going to require some like consistent effort and coaching does that a hundred percent of the time. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. So I know people are listening today and thinking, oh my goodness, I need, I might need to talk to this lady.
1: Yes. (laughs) So I would love to talk to you.
0: Yes. How do people reach out to you, you know, for someone's listening and they might have a neighbor with a special need, you know what I mean? Like they want to get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, for sure. get to you? So I have a podcast as well. Um, It's called the clarity call. So you can go listen to the podcast there and you can find me on social media at, uh, the clarity call on Instagram or, um, just as clarity call on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group, um, the clarity call. So, um, that's where you can find me on social media. And if you want to work with me, uh, just reach out by email or send me a message on social media, but my email is the clarity call at gmail.com.
0: So good. Yeah. yeah you'll love her podcast y'all
1: it's a great podcast. so fun it's like my favorite part of my week is creating the podcast and and she does it with her sister
0: to- so it's yeah. like, it's it's fun it's totally y'all need to check it out especially if you're listening to this you're a podcast person so it's always fun to learn about a new fun podcast you will enjoy and it will fill your bucket you'll love it yeah it's good <sighs> all right Kimberly thank you friend for coming on
1: Oh, this has been so great. I have loved doing this with you. I have loved going through this journey of life with you over these past several years. It has been such a joy. It
0: has been so fun. I remember when Kimberly's like, because I was doing my podcast and I was gearing up to coach, but I was like, I just was to just Mm -hmm. put my foot in the, you know, to just really get started. I just was hesitant and Kimberly's like, oh no, I'm doing it. I'm starting my podcast. I'm doing, I'm like, and it was, you were so inspiring. You were like, oh my gosh. Okay okay, I'm going to do it too.
1: (laughs) I know we've kind of just had each other to, to keep kind of pushing each other through the parts where it gets a little tough, just keep moving forward. Huh?
0: Yeah. And it's been really beautiful to see you just take it. And I mean, just helping your own life. It's amazing, but then to now turn and help other families. I mean Yeah.
1: Well, and if you want to see like kind of the journey of Kaden, because that was pretty intense, you can oh, visit yes. my my blog, warriorcom is the blog that I kept. And I I kept it all through his journey. And I think my last post was in 2020, but it really is a great kind of blog of the journey that we went through with him and all of the emotions oh, yeah, and, just, and challenges and
0: yes. And the photos, just seeing oh the pictures. Yeah. Come, it's amazing.
1: It really is. Yeah. So if you're interested and curious about what I've kind of described to you today, go check out and, and and see his journey. It's pretty, pretty amazing. I'm so grateful. I've been part of it. It is amazing.
0: All right, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know I did. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Have you been listening to the podcast for a while and you're thinking, I just wish I could get Trisha's help. This is how you do that. You come join my online coaching program, Breathe. It's a monthly membership. You come and you join and you stay for as long as it's helpful. While you're there, you have access to me to schedule a coaching call. You can have one coaching call on my calendar at all times. So if you get coached one week and you feel like you need help the next week, you can schedule another call. It has a whole library of other coach calls from other Breathe members. So if you never want to be coached by me, but you wanna listen to other people be coached, I'm telling you, it's just as helpful. You have access to that as well. You have access to all of my programs. I have a 30 days to plant-based eating without dieting. I teach you how to incorporate more plants in your life without the dieting mindset. You have that available in Breathe. You also have the other courses that I've created that when you sign up in my group coaching programs, you have access to those, but those are available to my Breathe members. So if you want to join Breathe... From now until the first of the year, you can join Breathe free for two weeks. I've only other, ever done this one other time, and it's when I launched my program, but I'm going to bring that back because I think when we start a new year, it's exciting to feel like we're going to kind of have a reset and having the support that you get in Breathe will really bless your life. So come and join us. The other thing is, have you joined my free Facebook group? I have a Facebook group that I share the podcast there and I also um, share some things I make and I eat and sometimes if I offer a freebie, I offer it there first. So make sure you join that. Also, are you following me on social media? Are you following me on Instagram? I give lots of encouragement on Instagram. So come join me there too. All right. If you love the podcast, make sure you leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and I read every single one of them. So leave a review for me. That is how other people find the podcast. So it's super helpful if you'll do that. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here.